Hi guys, welcome back to episode three of Essay and Attitude with me, Ines, William, and our new guest, Noor, which is our friend. Noor, you can say hi. Hi, I'm so excited to be on here. Thank you for having me. No worries at all, bestie. So the first topic of the day is going to be a juicy topic that I've seen so many times on social media, and I'm going to ask you one simple question, guys. Should men pay on the first date? We am no. Which one wants to start? I think we should give it to Noor. She's our guest, you know. It's only fair no. to give us a starting opinion. Well, guys, it's like I always get controversial, controversial answers when I give like my answer. I really think I should be on first day. I think it's mature. I think it shows, um, in a way, it's like we grew up in a society where, you know, like our dads and our brothers were always very protective of us. So I just think it's like guys should pay. Like it's just so normal. I, I don't see it, like I don't see it being something else than that. I don't know. It just feels so weird for me for a guy getting to know me first of all like just getting whenever i go on a date personally speaking mm -hmm. i need to go shopping i feel like i don't have anything in my closet anymore <laughs> i swear to god i feel like i don't have anything in my closet anymore um so i'll just like example i'll go to zara I'll spend like 200 bucks 200 on one new outfit okay <laughs> first and then you do your makeup you know you do your hair that like guys don't understand how much of an effort it is to go on first date. Yeah, like you're already spending money before the date even started. A hundred percent. And I'm investing like, I'm very picky. So I'm investing my time and my yeah. energy to like sit on a date with you for two, three hours. I so you need a refund. Huh? At least. You need a refund at least. Uh, at least a hundred percent. You're investing it in food. I'm investing it by looking good and presenting myself to you. And sitting there and holding conversation with you. No, I no. completely agree because I would say even the first date for me, it's like first impression. It's so important. And it's like, if you don't even go out of your way to pay on the first date, like what am I even getting myself into? A hundred percent. What do, what do you think we am? For me, I have two opinions. Of course, I'll have two opinions because uh, it's just crazy down here. Um, my first opinion is, I honestly, the way that Nord described it made more sense to me than just people saying, oh, because in the workplace, they earn more. So like technically, mm -hmm. they should be mm -hmm. paying. And that's also like a good argument, but it's it makes sense that in terms, you're investing a lot of time to make this person physically attracted to you in terms of not because you're shallow it's because that's what men expect 100%. yeah so <laughs> you're not going to show up in your sweats and your tank top with your hair straight out of bed just because they don't tolerate that and so now i'm spending my time and my money trying to impress you physically when it's not even supposed to be that way you know what i mean yeah but, yeah Let's, let's say, okay, let's, I commit to that. The least that you can do is offer the same commitment in terms of at least buy me fucking dinner, you know? Yeah. My other perspective is, fuck that. <laughs> Why do you have to pay for your dinner, bitch? Pay for your own damn dinner. Don't let anybody ever owe you something. Because in my terms, when I look at it, I think, hey, you know what? He paid for my dinner now. Or he paid for my drink. He's going to be expecting some kind of return. 
to me because they don't understand that effort that we put in to look better, to look good, you know, whatever it is, you know, the, the effort that we put in the, to put the right jewelry on, to put the right. Okay, so what I think is that, like, honestly, you should I have two sides. Pay for yourself so that you don't owe anybody anything because they don't understand how they like how much time it takes and how much effort it is to get ready and to look good for yeah. Um, obviously you do want to dress up you know you want to look good in public but it's also years and years of like brainwashing women that we need to look a certain way during a date um, mm -hmm. but then there's also like the other side of like yes we do spend a lot of money and time and effort and all of that to look good so again it, it you can buy me you know like that's the least you can do like buy me fucking dinner for that but it's but I get it, but it's like, does it have to always be so transactional? Like, I get that sometimes they pay for shit and think that they're gonna get away with it, and like a dinner equals dot dot dot. Yeah. But on the other hand, maybe it can also just be like a, a nice gesture. And if you make it seem like this is just dinner, don't even think you're gonna get anywhere with that. Maybe you give up that vibe. And so maybe we're too apologetic when we go on, on these dates and are like, oh, but he, he did. So maybe I should be nicer to him. No, we should be fucking bad bitches and be like, your 50 pounds didn't do shit for me. Like, do better. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Like, I get that in every way. But it's also, again, like, we're, we're going back to the idea of, like, equality in terms like if it's okay if it's a nice gesture for him to do it then it should be also a nice gesture for you to do it you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's it's again back to that thing that i was like taught long time ago it's you you deserve like you you get the respect that you're given you know yeah and in terms of like i, I feel like you should apply that to everything it's like if you expect to be like showered and in gifts and stuff but but you also don't want to be like taken as you know like as only like he's in control of you yeah housewife you have to be able to offer the same energy you know so like if he gets you a gift you'll be able to reciprocate that so that you can tell him psychologically and not directly because somehow men don't understand direct confrontation psychologically you're telling him hey I'm on this motherfucking level. You, 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 you're on this level. I'm gonna match you. You're on this mm -hmm. level. I'm gonna match you. Like yeah. you give him what, like you, you make him run for that like gift. You know, like oh, so you gave me this. I can give you this too. And that makes him realize that hey, if I don't do this for her, she's not gonna do this for me. And yeah, even when I'm not here, she can still do these things. Like you yeah. know, it puts this doubt into his mind that hey. I'm not just someone that you're showering and that you can control or I like your money or whatever. Or if Bro, how do you shower me with entrecote? Like, let's be realistic. I did, no, but let's fucking be realistic because I'm sick and tired. <laughs> no, no, you too. How, like, at the end of the day, we're not dining at the Ritz. And even if we were, don't think that some, no, but some guys, for them paying for McDonald's, it's already like they're balling, you know? And it's, yeah, no, so I'm worth, I'm worth a menu duo and fries and extra sauce that's what i'm worth because that's yeah but see what you're doing right now is putting is is like mcdo like you're giving example of mcdo for me mcdo i don't care like okay you're paying for it like it's like it's not the end of the world you know 
But of course. It, for me, it's the same thing. Either you're paying Magdo or eating at Mahlaba or dining at the Ritz or whatever. It's the same thing for me. You know, you're taking mm -hmm. the lead. And that's all I care. Like, that's all I care about. You're taking the lead. I can pay it for myself. Like you said, like your 50 pounds, your $50, you're not doing shit. They're not adding shit to my life. You know, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I just want to be spending a good time with you, knowing I'm putting the, the effort to be sitting down with you. You know what I mean? For yeah. me, it's just like, it's just normal. This is my normal. Like, uh, you explain it to them because I know that you and we and you guys live in New York and obviously we, we grew up in Morocco, so it's hella different. But do you go out of your way to explain to guys that this is your normal or are you more like, let's test, let's see what's his normal and then I'll adjust? No, I never, I don't think I know. I don't adjust. I test it out. So mm -hmm. I'll go on a first date with you. I'll see how it works. You want to split the bill? I'll split the bill with you. But it just makes me like, okay, he's not this taking the face you made, like you rolled your eyes. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I already had, like, I already went on a day where I split the bill with a guy. I never saw him again. Not because I didn't like the guy. It's because it's like, okay, I'm on a factor. first date with you. Uh-huh. It was a factor. That yeah, it is no, it is a factor, especially like at that time I was a student. Like, it makes sense. So it was like he was a working ass man. I'm a student. Like, you're you're you like I don't know how many figures you're making per month, man. Like I'm still on my parents' allowance. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna fucking split the bill with you. And it's like a really nice restaurant. You're dating students, and you think they're gonna pay half the bill. This is ah uh, yeah yeah. Trust me, there's there's very uh. I have very uh, <laughs> weird stories in New York. Oh, oh please, give us the anecdote. Please, let's not start with her, bro. That's a whole other episode. Uh, but no, I agree with her. It's like, you see, this is where matching energy works. You know, like, mm -hmm. man also has to realize what energy you're giving off and what you're able to do. Not in terms of condescending, but in terms of being helpful. Okay, no, nope. She starts bugging right now, bro. Oh, you disappeared for a second. That's why. I'm no, like... I just, you know what I did? I put do not disturb because people keep disturbing my peace. Okay. I'm talking, I'm trash talking men on this podcast and men are disturbing my peace. They <laughs> sense, <laughs> they sense it. Please continue. It's a sixth sense. I swear. It's like when guys like know you're dating somebody, that's when they come running. Oh yeah. But you know what? You know huh? why? I feel like they love the chase more than you. They don't like you for you. They just want like to the see you would respond. Yeah. Because yeah. they're testing you. But it's also because it stems from the fact that men are givers and women are receivers. Really? Yeah. And what's the other way around? Givers of what? I think it's the other way around. We All we do is motherfucking give. We give love. We give efforts. We give babies. Children. We give everything. No. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> What, what do they no, I think no, I think men are what, givers and women are receivers. Why like, did you huh? read that? Where did I, I I heard that on a podcast? I don't remember which one. <laughs> if I find it, I'll cancel. You're gonna link it below. But no, for real. Uh, it's also because also like the what's it called? The Stone Age, right? It's the Stone Age, like when back when in the days. Back in the days, yes. It was like um, it like stems from the idea that. Well, humans are animals, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
and that you know they're the ones that go hunt and then bring back so as in providers as in providers and when, yeah givers providers for me it's the same thing yeah but it's like i mean i agree to an extent but it's like nowadays they're moving further and further away from their duty duty yeah. because and i don't know why like are they scared are they do they secretly want to get the small little privileges that we get so like what is it that they're searching for uh there's a lot that they're searching for honestly it really it really depends on somebody's upbringing like example no i really believe it's i really believe it stems from the upbringing of somebody if again like my parents my brother saw how so my my parents were very like uh, like how i said genre, my mom was at home my dad was the breadwinner blah 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 mm-hmm. like, how my mom was like always showered with gifts and nah, 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 nah. bref my dad was taking care of everything and yeah. like automatically my brothers when they take mind you my brothers are 21 like uh, they're also on like our parents we're all on our parents allowance whatever yeah. but they still like take the time to pay for dates take them out for dinner take yeah. them like travel you know and it's it's also because this like how they saw my dad with my mom Mm-hmm. And if you see, if you see like uh, more in the U.S., it's like so normal where you know, like parents are like 50-50. and so when the guy sees that, it's like automatically okay. This is how I saw my parents. This is how it's gonna be. Then yeah, yeah. Like I think, uh, well, I don't know about London, but New York has a. Uh, yeah, New York is very like uh, career focused. Everybody gives a fuck only about their career dating isn't like prioritized at all yeah, and when they do there everybody's like we want a strong independent woman strong independent woman to what extent you know what i mean like yeah yeah because then what when she's, yeah because then when she's strong as hell okay actually this is the perfect transition to being an independent woman and like you know emasculating men or whatever it is so this is a perfect transition being an independent woman i don't know what that fucking means on every level there's like a hundred different definitions for this like or this statement or whatever title um but i think that it's it's funny because they're like oh i want an independent woman and then they get her and she's like on her shit she's busy you know there's going to be less love provided because guess what we already have a love that's probably going to be our business our passion you know that's mm-hmm. what we're going to be committed to baby like i'm going to come to bed exhausted i'm going to knock the fuck out yeah. no i'm gonna give you my back too like fuck this you know <laughs> like my teddy boy girl like fuck that i'm tired yeah. i want to get some rest because guess what i'm probably gonna be wake up at 6 a.m trying to do a thousand fucking things every day of the week even sundays probably that's what an independent woman is you know i don't care what it is if you're creating art or if you're doing yeah. content or you're running a business it's just being independent and then they and funny enough always oh men are not emotional no they're very emotional they don't receive that little bit of love and they see you focusing extremely on yourself and on your business and they start worrying that they're not yep. important enough and they don't have enough attention and like that's where it fucking causes like problems within the relationship as well because now they feel undermined because of this fucking man complex that they have it's been almost like ingrained in almost every man except for some men that are raised with women to be honest 
Yeah. yeah. When you raise this woman, it's so much different. So different. It's, it's crazy. so different. It's so different. Yeah, and like uh, I no, agree with you, Georges. Guys, I've had this guy that told me like I can't be with you. You're too much. You're too much, uh, I'd be like, okay, I'm at work, I'm busy, or like I'm coming home, I'm tired. Uh, why are you busy? Like, what do you mean? Why am I busy? Like, I'm working, I have school. He's yeah. like, no, you're too much, you're too much, you're too much. Mind you, the first time I met him, he was like, I want a strong, independent woman. Like, I'm looking for that. Like, that's like that's so attractive to me. That turns me on. And I'm like, okay, cool, I'm that. But at the same time, three weeks mm-hmm. later, you're you're too busy, you're too busy, you're too much for me. Like, but it's like, I think they're lying. I think they're lying to themselves. And we were lying to ourselves as well when that like strong, independent woman thing came. Because it's like, yes, you might be searching for an independent woman, yeah. but you also want me to do wise shit. So when you're saying you want an independent woman, you're just saying that you want a wife on a budget. You want me to do wife shit but without paying to do so. So you want me to basically live like I'm single, paying the bills, groceries, dates, travel, do 50-50 on everything, but I still have to have a big smile on my face, fulfill my duty, be it emotional, physical, sleeping with you, do sometimes like cook, and I need to do all of that in 24 hours and you will stop complaining but that's a lie you can't be all that i don't think you can be a strong independent woman and be happy in your household there must be a balance that you have to have and your boyfriend or or husband or whatever needs to understand that balance but they don't they live in a fantasy that they have a strong independent woman when like they're in courtship or whatever but once they are with that girl who's about her business who's about her life who's about her shit they fucking cry because we don't have time to give them love of course i won't have time yeah i'm working my ass off like no but you know it's crazy because it's the same like it's the same thing for it's okay for him to be busy and like working and whatever but it's not okay for me to be busy and working how is it fair in what in, in what world is it fair you know i have the same needs that you as you i need my love i need to spend time with my boyfriend you know i i need to travel with my boyfriend i want to cook with my boyfriend you know but at the mm-hmm. same time like why is it okay with you but like when it happens with you but it's not okay when it happens with me yeah it's like we're denied our emotional side because the independence takes so much space it's like yeah. but you're busy but you don't need love you know, you're a woman, you don't need attention. Like you're about your business, but me being about my business doesn't mean yeah. that I'm a robot. But mm. I think it's also because when you hear the word independent, you're like independent from everything, from money, money-wise, mm-hmm. from, from emotion, from physical, you know? And I'm like, no, genre, independent has, it's like, I don't need you. You're a plus in my life. But plus you're a nice plus that I'm nice, obviously have. if I'm spending time again if I'm spending time with you and I'm putting my energy with like if we're not matching the same energy whatsoever I'm not going to be with you because I'm yeah. going to I'm selfish in a way I'm selfish in a way where I'm prioritizing my own self prioritizing my own health prioritizing traveling being with my friends like going taking myself out on dates <laughs> <laughs> Uh, taking myself yeah. out on dates 
you're again like you said you're a nice plus one if you're there you're there you're not there okay yeah a plus one plus one is the keyword you were not invited i mm -hmm. allowed you to allowed you to come in and, but for me i think that independent stuff low-key it comes a bit from trauma i don't think you really like crave that independence if you have not known like trauma like absent parents or maybe like a late boyfriend that was not there for you or codependent. there is oh it always comes from somewhere and then you have to deal with it you know it's not because i want to be independent financially that in my relationship i'm not a sim like i think you can be a sim and be independent but it's just the vibe you give that then people think they can walk all over you because you're strong you get over, yeah. you, get over you don't cry you don't have emotions you're you're so strong but and we has this problem because she looks so strong we you know you do but she oh, is, yeah. she's in in touch with her Bro. emotions i know oh, i know I, that trust me <laughs> i know that <laughs> Oh yeah, all of my friends know that. When you see me in the street, you would never be able to pick that up at all because my outside appearance, and by outside I mean my societal personality, the persona that I give off, you, you don't necessarily need to know that I'm emotional because that also gives them a chance to walk all over you. When you're hard, there's more thoughts into, oh, should I even push for that or will I be wasting my effort because it's going to just like uh, shrug it off. But it's like Ina said, you know, you can be hard as, as hard as you want, but why can't you have emotions? Like, I'll be yes. walking down the street like uh, I'm holding a fucking gun in my hand. And if you talk to me, I'm a sideways shoot you, you know, like, you know, but I will get home. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will get home into my bed and I will cry because somebody gave me a side eye. Like, bro, but you're not going to know that in the street. You know what I mean? And so it's the same thing with the relationship. You know, it's like when when you're when you're independent in your work and your finances and your even your social life in your life you build that independence obviously you build your social like you build your sphere your personal sphere but there's also the sphere of relationship and i feel like those two spheres shouldn't be affecting each other in terms because then be working together exactly which should be on parallel path because if you put what you have in your work life into your personal life, it never mixes. You know, that's why they tell you, oh, never do business with your friends unless it's like yeah. you both don't understand mm -hmm. each other and understand each other at the same time. Because then there's the ability to communicate. But when it's personal, like extreme personal, like relationships where it's yeah. love, not just friendship, it's a different it's a different sphere, sphere we're working in right now because love is something that is almost barely controlled but friendship is something that we can definitely work on deliberately so you can remove a friend you can like add a new friend quite easier than falling in and out of love and so i'm thinking like you shouldn't associate so like if your partner looks at you like everybody else in your professional field looks at you but then yeah. it's, it's going to be a professional relationship you know what i mean <laughs> It, no just no like i'm not supposed, right. I'm supposed to connect those two like ever in my opinion but but on the on the emasculating side i, I was actually talking to a male friend because i wanted like a male point of view 
about this and he said believe it or not we like you know how us girls we have this thing sometimes where we think we can change a guy mm-hmm. and he said he said believe it or not but when we see you independent about your business da, 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 deep down we think we can change you into being a lovey dovey uh caring girlfriend and that's why that's why they come to disturb our peace it's so not sad. love it's but you challenge. can be a lovey dovey caring i feel like you can be a lovey dovey caring girlfriend and still be independent and strong exactly but then what the, what she's trying to say is like that male perspective it's like they want to choose one or the other you know what it's i mean either or no yeah. i can be i can be both like i i'm not gonna be a, a, a business like or a ceo or a business owner or some shit and still ha- and not be able to have like an emotional side yeah. like I, i i studied a whole like i had a whole course on leadership because i want to know what psychological effects have like impact on leadership and if every single time every case study leadership mm-hmm. is about being weak and it's funny because leadership is the opposite when you give the people the ability to understand your weakness in a group setting they offer things that you cannot necessarily think of because that's your weakness But as yeah. soon as you come in completely transparent, telling them, hey, by the way, these are my fucking strengths. These are my weaknesses. You have to provide this. Yeah. And usually leaders don't do that. They come in, they're like, these are my strengths. I'm leading you. Listen to me. But when you come in with an idea of like being emotionally open, being aware, emotionally aware, being emotionally aware of your teammates and your group mates, all of this stuff, it, it's it incorporates into actually having better results having a better team having better work that's produced but like so do you really want to be think about it, do you really want to be vulnerable with men no, not with men no. not with men i'm just saying that like in terms of vulnerability yeah it's actually something that helps in a professional setting so why do yeah, men think like why do men think that we can't be both professional and leaders while still being vulnerable you see what i mean this is like this is our, these are studies these are like hard cold facts you know I about th- how i think leadership works about coming in like relationship like from a relationship point of view i feel like the best relationship i had with somebody is when i was the most vulnerable i hated being vulnerable because vulnerability meant like for me in my head i don't know why it equaled weakness When I'm vulnerable, really, I am weak. And it took me so long to understand that it was not that. That the fact that I'm being vulnerable with somebody is I'm trusting you. I'm opening my heart to you. And I'm letting you know that I am in touch with my emotions. And I hope you are in touch with your emotions too. For us to bring together a better, rela- better and stronger relationship. But what is it for you being vulnerable? Is it talking about your emotion is it talking about your fears is it talking about your goals like what is being weak in a relationship setting for me it's talking about my emotions i am the kind of person that bottle up like bottles up my emotions a lot <laughs> but so are you like, a gemini yeah i'm a gemini but i explode <sighs> like a lot uh, okay you see this thing of like vulnerability it uh, most people 
when it's something that's personal or something that makes you feel vulnerable, it's yeah. that's the hardest thing to do is actually share it because then you're giving somebody your trust, you know, you're giving yes. somebody also like power over you because now they know your weakness, they know how you think inside personally. 100%. It's something that you know only, you know, you're in your own mind. But what people mistake is that vulnerable being vulnerable or vulnerability in general is not a weakness rather it is a strength being able to give someone the key and be like you can open this door gives you the ability to be like okay if they do open this door and then they fucking set the room on fire i sh- i know that but like, how you know do I both take the key back Because for me, it's like a let. I'm gonna let you. You never, you never get the key back. You never, you never get the key back. That's why. No, listen to me. That's why vulnerability is a strength because you are now aware that this is a door that is forever will be and forever and can forever be opened by that person because now they have the key. You cannot retake information. Knowledge cannot be unlearned. Mm -hmm. So. But that's what makes it a strength is that you know all of this. And of course, it's going to scare you. Like when you think about it, sometimes it will make you cry. But that's that's you building strength right there. Some people will call it mistrust. But no, that's you. You're, you're, you're learning. You're getting experience in situations. I get like it. These. But it's like, why would you give the key? Because we're in this day and age where we date multiple people before marrying. We're no longer yeah. one or two hit wonder and we go ahead with like the first love of our life so it's like how many keys can i afford to just let out in this world and shatter my heart in different pieces with people that are like one year six months one year and a half i feel like you have to like trust your gut when it comes to situation like like situations like this you trust your gut. Obviously, you're not going to sit on a first date and tell a guy all your trauma, all your fears, you know, oh, all your feelings, yeah, whatever. But a lot of people huh? do that. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of people, people do that. Know why? Because, they, because growing up, they were unheard from their parents. Mm, that's that's why people do that and because then- they felt unheard. And once you're sitting with somebody that's actually giving you the attention you deserve, quote unquote, you like you you let yourself like talk it's not your brain anymore it's your heart talking Mm -hmm. and then it's a vicious circle because imagine you jump on someone who was not ready for it so he Mm -hmm. doesn't go on with other dates and you're like oh my god so that's what it is when i open up bitch you just didn't do the right way you're out here talking like you're at the psychologist sit down and eat the food oh yeah you don't need to be that dramatic i i get all of that but there are some people, honestly, that just are open books. I've met them, yeah. especially here in New York. There is a lot of people that just love to speak about their experience. Why? Because first, it enlightens the person that you're talking to, to be honest. There's a lot of things that you can learn just from having a conversation. And not necessarily about the person, but about the experiences that they went through. It kind of takes on that opportunity for you to go through that. Like I'm sometimes at a bar, I'm sitting alone. I'm like drawing on my iPad. Somebody comes, talks to me and they start telling me, oh, like I, I spoke to a historian last time. They started telling me about his life and how he learned through like his, his job as a professor and as a historian. And we, we went through this like deep conversation of history. 
and yes. how it relates to him and everything. But the amount that I learned after I left, like no connection whatsoever with this person anymore. But the the amount of information information that I learned just from him being an open book is actually benefiting me more than I thought. And so for me, it's like living in such a diversity with such diverse people. Sometimes being an open book is actually not as bad as you think it is. I mean, and it's, it's not just effort as well. I think like, yeah. you get what you should take it or fucking leave it. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah, not but gonna reveal everything, but I 100% agree. I 100% sorry, I'm I 100% agree with you. But I think in relationships, it's different. Like, again, like sitting in a bar yeah. and like having somebody talking to you and talking about, you know, their experiences and whatnot. But actually sitting down with the person you are like attracted to physically and mentally, it's way harder to open up and be vulnerable. Because, again, you are scared of like putting the trust into them and then then be them being like, oh, I'm sorry, like this can't work out. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm going to be so toxic right here, but I don't care. Go for it. <laughs> I've, been, I've been in, like, I wouldn't even call these relationships. I've been in things <laughs> that, like, we start getting vulnerable. And, like, it's okay, whatever. I'll get vulnerable if you want. But when the guy talked to me about his vulnerability, I just got the ick. And... <laughs> I know we need to let men cry, whatever, but I don't want men to cry. Is it so bad? I'm so sorry. I got the ick so bad because it's like, the fuck is you crying about? <laughs> okay, you see, this is the problem with fucking women nowadays, bro. This is the Morgan thing. I'm so sorry. I've never seen my dad cry. You see, but that's reason. also, bro, that's also trauma right there. Like, why can't a man cry? And why, why can't, like, you see that the idea of, like, men not being able to cry is also, like, their idea of us being housewives. Like, I don't let my man cry. If you want to cry, that's great. You know, I have, I have first, I have something to use against you, but. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it's like, bro, like if you cry in front of me. I don't know what to do. I just get very awkward. Like, but that's you. I get that. That's completely understandable that you get awkward. A lot of people. You know what like I that. tell them? Yeah. I tell them, you want water? I'm fucking <laughs> dead. Drink some water. Wash wash away the tears, bitch. Actually, guys, like, oh, crazy enough. You know, I find when a guy like opens his heart and actually starts crying, for me, it's so hot. Like, I'm like, it's wow, so you're in touch. I'm like, wow, you're in touch with your feelings yeah like, which is so rare you know what i mean i'm like wow so that's rare. fucking rare to be honest and it's like we also complain because they're like oh we need like a man that's like manly but then when we want to talk to them and everything we're like oh why are you not you know, vulnerable like come on it, it, we have to also kind of like you know find a balance in, in, in stuff like that i like my man to be vulnerable because when it's time to be vulnerable and to have a conversation i don't want his man complex to come in I want to yeah. be able to have those emotional responses that I expect from a conversation that's deep, you know? I don't want him but to be acting mad. But it guys so much longer to open up oh. to girls. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Like, and I think that's why I I can't date guys my age. Mm. Emotional maturity. Emotion emotional yeah, because maturity. when you're not emotional... Yeah, exactly. I think... Well, it also, like, girls, like, age or mature... Mm -hmm. way faster than guys I but again like i i don't know i'm so in touch with my feelings that i expect my partner to also be in touch with his feelings would you date yeah. someone who already has kids 
Oof, no, I don't think so. I don't because think that's like another story. <laughs> Beyond it, could you? Like, no, 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 for real. No, I don't think I would because of like the kids coming in the situation. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because no. because it's 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 the idea of like the kids are also gonna be part of this like relationship, and if it doesn't work out, then it's also gonna affect the kids. I would rather just not do that. As as a woman, I understand like. You know, the trauma that you go through as a kid, like, and as a woman. So imagine being a kid, a woman, like a female and like without a mother, you know, and then these mothers keep changing in, like coming in and out. Like that's also negative impact on, on the I children. I think I couldn't. I could never, unless the mom is dead. Because if she's still in the picture, there's no way I'm dealing with like baby mama. That's some US thing. I cannot. And it's not common in Morocco. Like, unless there's like a divorce and like people are already old like you know our parents are already old like in their 40s 50s they remarry but it's not very common for single women to go for like dads bro why would you bother yourself with two kids your man and the kid well unless unless the mom has full custody and then like you get serious with the dad to the point that you're like okay full term like relationship and that's when you're like okay I'm married to this man now I can start introducing myself to the kids and hopefully by that time gain custody of like have custody of the kids because then we can give them a family setting that they so deserve I think it just really depends on what you want like again sometimes it's like you love the guy and like you're gonna love his kids you know like You, it's like the kids are, like it's a package. I, I can't love his kids. How do you I'm know? So yes, it's a, it, but you don't know really, that. It's a, it's a package deal. Is it? But it, imagine it you're, yeah, like imagine you're Because, so in love with this person that the kids have some kind of reflection of, of, of that person. So when you're hanging out with the, the kid, you know, it, it gives you a reminder of the person that you love as well. And this is okay, what you yeah. But I would say though that men that are like, super good with children is super hot like, 100% are you kidding me <gasps> like <laughs> yes I swear to god when I see guys like holding a baby and playing with a baby I'm like like I feel like my my what's it called they're like oh my god like I want your baby <laughs> bro it can be a fucking dog you're taking care of something at least it's a big responsibility you're like okay exactly. you're responsible for a dog you know but, doesn't, okay. but bro doesn't that also show the low standards that we put for men because when you see a, a woman being good with kids it's like do you are you like oh my god you're so good with kids no because You think she's fucking born You no, think it's like the motherly boring. instinct. Yeah, we're like, oh, wow, you have mother like, that motherly instinct. So. Yeah, but when you see a guy, because we're so like, in our mind, it's like, you guys don't know how to take kids. Like, take hey, care of because kids. it's trauma. It's because of our trauma. I know everything. Is it's trauma. because But of that's... our trauma. We're so used to, we're so used to our moms being the ones taking care of us and our dads, you know, out and about like, working and then we always get the emotional support from our moms yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And so it's like when we see a guy with a with a kid we're like oh my god like i want to have his babies yeah you know it's I mean? also like it's also like how 
we see men show emotion and care towards that child, like the yeah. child, and we we see ourselves in like the child's position because we were we were those children with our fathers. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent. And that's the thing. It's like that's the trauma that we 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 live through. It's just like seeing ourselves in the kid's eyes. Like, oh, if he can take care of a kid, he can take care of me. He take care of me. He's, he's emotionally aware, so he can be emotional with me. I've never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Did she did psychology? Yeah. Bro, I did psych HL, I did psych in college, bro. Too much psychology. <laughs> I love how she brings up psych, yeah. psych HL. No, psych but HL was hard. Higher level, bro. I studied at least 100 cases. Don't fucking tell me. Uh, <laughs> That's like a perfect transition because, you know, a lot of women, especially in the US, from what I see, like pop culture, Summer Walker, things like that. Yeah, yeah. They are willing to put up with a man with multiple kids, multiple baby mama, and this whole fantasy of like, you know, struggle love and being the right or die. And I know this man when he had nothing and he stuck with me, da da da. Or on the other hand, when you start a, a, an intimate relationship with someone who has nothing, and when they finally make it to the top, they dump you for someone else. Mm. Uh, girls, I have and so I, many, like, I, I've known, I know so many opinion. stories like that. Really? Tell me. I know so many stories like that. Like, I know uh, someone who, like, they both started off at the same, like, degree, whatever, like, mm-hmm. degree. And then when they both started, like, working and, like, putting money towards, you know, saving up, like, buying a house mm-hmm. and stuff. When he became success- successful, he dumped her ass. And got mm-hmm. and, and like got married to another lady. And so they were not married. No, they were married, and then they like made it up top, and then they got like he divorced her and met like no he met someone else and then divorced her. He secured the bag before even leaving. I can't. No, no, I'm serious. Like, there's so many stories like that. That's why, what I'm gonna say, it's gonna sound like so gold digger vibes, but like I don't think I could ever date somebody that's not in the same social standards I am no I'm just like I don't I'm in an age not I'm an age I'm in a point of my life where thank god like I was like when I was asking my dad like I could ask for anything yes Mm -hmm. okay fine go ahead you know I was the only daughter I'm instead of triplets like and that's another story (laughs) and like so like my dad would never like I was daddy's girl and for yeah. me, like, start with somebody from ground zero to up, that's going to be so hard. Because then I'm so used to things in my own household. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, that's so bad. Like, I grew up with a nanny and with my mom, you know? Yeah. I want my kids to be able to grow up the same, to grow up the same way, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't have time. Like, it's not that I don't have time. I see myself very badly balancing a full-time career and, like, taking care of my kids yeah like I need that help yeah I need that help and if I'm if I'm starting off with somebody from the ground up it's gonna be so hard I think you're wasting my it's gonna seem like Like, bigger vibes but like how how are we the same age but you are still at ground zero I like it's just I I understand people have different circumstances etc but it shouldn't be my business like I'm not and, and my my friend said something so interesting but it was so rude but he was being honest because I asked him to be honest from a male point of view I said to him what do you think about 
girls that you know start from the ground up with a dude and then the dude like gets whatever money recognition fame and he dumps them and he said well i guess like thanks for the help but like exactly so but he, it was honest because that's how no. they said and i wrote it he said i mean thank you for the help and alone it's so easy to take any type of affection as more than what it is because when you're a man and you're broke any affection you shouldn't even be getting it technically because everyone sees you as rock bottom so yeah. if i love you you're going to feel it like 10 times extra and he said i need to leave that person behind because she reminds me that i owe her everything you know you that's know like true that's truth right there and that's the the man complex is not being able to credit other people for their success that's toxic as fuck do you realize that this happens all the time it's so fucked up like me personally i don't even understand that sphere because i have notes i have like literally a note that says list and then it says people that helped me succeed that i have all the people that listed like imagine that's how you know that as a woman you still give credit you're still able to be like hey look at me like i i got this help this help this help and i appreciate it but then they're never going to like give you that recognition because it's a man complex it it makes them look weak because they have the upper hand advantage in our society so if somebody that is literally discredited not paid equally fucking harassed uh laws are against all of this imagine the woman race is being fucking beaten for years and imagine that same race that woman with all of those disadvantages help you get to the point that you are really the strength that the woman has and embodies when you say oh she helped me is actually so this like condescending to them because they have all the advantages they get paid yes. more in wages they're men in our society bro if i was a man and like i saw my wife whatever like be there for me from point zero to when i got 200 i would literally kiss the ground that she's walking on yeah. for me that's so normal like I don't know I just like some guys I'm like Ugh. but you know what that honesty is what I needed to understand how they think because yeah. sometimes you might think is it because that other woman is younger is it because she's a trophy and actually no it's because when they change their social status and their mindset they need to change it for good it's like they can't they can't rock with the same people that they used to rock with when they were broke or where they were broken and he said also something and that actually made me think he said but maybe you should look at it the other way around why do some women have this complex that they feel like they need to fix broken men why do they even give them attention to begin with and i said that's true yeah but like, you know why you know why women have the tendency to fix men is because we're already our parents are trying to fix us for so long or society has tried to like mold us into what they think a moroccan women should embody and that mm -hmm. automatically is just normal for us to fix that person you know it's have like you ever been have you ever been in a situation where you meet a guy 
and he's mm-hmm. so broken he's so like it's not a vulnerability it's like you feel like he's a deep guy you know like what fads yeah. kind of deep and you're like i need that level of, of depth and i can feel like i'm gonna have this like spiritual soul searching relationship instead of going for the guy that ticks all the boxes but that's just not intense uh yeah i've been in that situation honestly in the beginning i was like oh my god like i love this blah 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 but you know down the road it's so much effort it is so much energy especially when it's not reciprocated you're like i'm i'm giving so much like i'm not your psychologist man like i need a psychologist man huh I said I need a psychologist, man. Ah, exactly. <laughs> like I have my I have my own fucking fears and traumas. Like I don't need you to be adding like on more. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like but uh, I think, you know what? I think back in the days I used to be like that a lot. Like because of my upbringing and seeing my mom do it for my dad, I think I used to be like everyone deserves a chance. Everyone is entitled to my time. You know, if I had experiences and I learned from them. I want to share that da 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 da. I was a, I was a dumb bitch. I can tell you that. <laughs> and then when you do that, you teach them. You, I'm, I was giving TED talks on a daily to my guys. You know. Okay. And you see that despite all the effort you're putting, they are still not changing. But mm-hmm. you are, you are changing. So at some point, the gap between you two is so big that yeah. you wake up one day and that's when it happens you wake up one day and you're like but who is this person and that's when you felt like you fall out of love with that person you know i think it happened to all of us you wake 100%, up one day and- i 100 agree with you but also in us i feel like it's something that like everybody knows but not like they don't know a guy is never gonna change her girl unless hey. he wants to make the change himself and yeah, it took me if they want to do that time, you know like I don't know back in, back in the day when I, I when I was like 15 16 and I used to like they all like the bad boys whatever and I'm like okay I'm gonna make him like like straight and then at, yes. the, at the end of the day I'm like if he doesn't want to change I'm not gonna change him nope. he needs to be willing to change willing to recognize that some traits in his personality are unacceptable in this relationship mm-hmm. uh for for like i can't be with i, I can't be with, i can't be with you if you don't want to change mm-hmm. change comes within you first yeah, and a lot yeah. of people it's, it's easier said than done 100 percent, 100 percent for sure no, it's, it is a savior complex not gonna lie like it's 100 percent that you 100%. want because you've been so insignificant maybe in your parents life or you never felt like you truly belonged you want and it's the same sometimes you have a kid for that reason as well you need someone to love you so unconditionally and to owe you everything that you're putting yourself like you're you find yourself doing dumb stuff for a guy or for friends as well sometimes you can be a right or die for friends and they don't give a shit about you they're gonna throw you in the like, it's like, wait, 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 they're gonna do this. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I'm like, I feel like I'm like that, but I know why I'm like that. Like, I grew up like with two boys. Like, I'm a triplet, so yeah, she has two like, twin brothers. 
they're I mean I love them to death but like they're way closer together than I am with them they're each other's ride or die you know and it's like I'm the black sheep like I try to like put myself with them you know like try to like the same music same taste whatever but I'm like I can never go in between like it's not possible it's not possible for me to go in between and I feel like that's why I turn so much to my friends where I'm like I will be your ride or die even if you're not gonna do shit to me because I didn't get that from my siblings yeah ride or die that's what I was gonna say it's like also like being a ride or die consists of two things it's first the idea of like not getting that from from some part of your life if it's even if it's your friends towards your relationship or your family towards your friends you know it, it, it jumps around there's like so many connections between different categories and then there's also like the idea of being again that motherly instinct at the end of the day it, it's it's because we have different hormones that are released we have a little bit more in like like psychologically and biologically yeah. we have more in touch with our emotions because of those hormones you know the hormonal release that we yeah. experience as women so it's the, almost that motherly instinct or they say motherly instinct it's because you know most of the time it's mothers that have like that because of their creation of life and that extension of themselves but mm-hmm. it's the idea of being able to like provide love and be able to be like nourishing and caring it also gives you some kind of satisfaction you know it's like oh wow I'm, I'm helping you know what I mean so that's why like some women like want to get into like relationships like those because it's like first we're also missing it from somewhere like you know being a ride or die and then like second is like oh we need like we need to take care we need to take care we need to fix this you know we're fixers we need to do this we need to do that yes. you know? But you know what, Rianne, and I'll tell, you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you guys something new as well. Like, personally, I'm an only child. So I had to learn from a very young age that I only got myself. But yeah. for the longest, I feel like I was pouring myself into friendships. Not even, even relationships, but like more friendships. Because I had no one, you know? Like, and you, when you have no one, you don't know how to dose, genre l'amour, tu vois? Ouais, don't know what's yeah. too much don't know what's too little and so i used to you know i was a little i'm still a little awkward like you, okay. know, you guys know me i'm a bit of a weirdo and so i feel like i've always had a lot of people that i knew and a lot of connaissance when like you're not friends like i've never felt like in groups i was the preferred one i've never felt like i was la favorite Like yeah. if you, for example, somehow, some way, they would manage to do things without me. Whereas me, I would have never thought about not inviting both of them, things like that. And before we am, and another one of my best friends, whose name is Marie, I never felt like I had one best friend that mm. literally was my thing and I was her thing, you know? Yeah. And I feel like when you pour yourself into relationships, that's you lose a bit of yourself because eventually when you're not the preferred one or when it's not reciprocated at the same level it will dump you guys girls friends even family members they will dump you because they know how to prioritize themselves while you're being the dumb bitch being everyone's shoulder to cry on being everyone's psychologist electrician guy 
you have no, you're right 100%. you have a problem of course call me your line is always available you're a call center always of course yeah okay. let's call for let's call for four hours i have a dissertation but let's call for four hours no problem i don't have time anymore and i'm tired if i don't see value in you i will not associate myself with you and we need to reclaim that selfishness because I think we lost it by being too nice. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. I feel like when I tell people like I'm being selfish, not in a way where if you need me, I won't be there for you, but in a way where I'm going to prioritize my own self, my mm. own growth and my own energy. Because again, uh, relationships, friendships where I was people's ride and die and the next day where something happens to me and I need a shoulder to cry on, they're not there. <laughs> oh, I know. And also I understand like your point of view from being the only child. I don't consider myself an only child, but I was the only girl. Mm. And like, it was hard for me. That's why I was pouring all of like my love towards my friends and my relationships mm -hmm. because I felt like, you know, my brothers were always like, literally yeah. away together you know and like mm -hmm. I felt so alone and I think it also stems from the, that's why I'm like oh I'm independent I'm independent I can't rely on anyone mm -hmm. it's because of that what about so, you Wiam? oh my god uh <laughs> we have so island. I know she's going yeah <laughs> like my brain's like rushing I you know you lost me a little no, but I'll introduce Wiam. Wiam she, she still is but she used to be the girl that because she dresses so nicely she has this strong personality she's about her business people were both fascinated by her jealous of her threatened by her and wanted to be her friends all at the same time why talking behind her back yeah yeah exactly like that's a perfect like definition of my life like the idea of ride or die for me was always something that i wanted to embody because it's not just simply like being good to people but it's like it i get the personal satisfaction from helping people no matter what the cost is on my personal behalf it's because mm -hmm. i feel like I don't know as a person like i like that you know I, I personally like helping people because i feel like if i if I were in that situation, I would want people to do the same. Hmm. You know what I mean? And then, so once once you become that person of what, of like trying to be nice, obviously because you love it, but also because you want help, you know, like yeah. you understand the idea of being helped and, and, and being like, and giving help, you know? But it's also like you, I wouldn't say I, I hate being like a ride or die, but I think I would say that I love it because it taught me a lot of things. I don't necessarily am anymore to everybody. Mm -hmm. I am to the people that after those years of being a ride or die, you start eliminating people, you know, and you realize yeah. that the people that are left are the actual ride or dies. But throughout that journey, what do you learn? You learn about people. You learn about the psychology. You learn about reciprocation. You learn about being independent. You learn about a, a multitude of things. And for me, it's like, that's what's important about being a ride or die. It's that experience at the, at the end of the day. And again, after my course in leadership, I realized that any experience that quote unquote is a failure or is negative is actually can be and will always be 
help like you. having exactly having a positive side we look at negative things always in the negative light but every yeah. single thing has a pro and a con so why not look at the pros like why not and learn from them and that's why when people now i know are like ride or dies for specific people i understand but bitches in the title if you're not riding you're fucking dying then die Right. No, but I think I, I think for somebody to understand like the meaning of ride or die, you have to have that person in your life because you can't you can't ride alone. Like no one can ride alone. Mm-hmm. No one can ride alone. No matter how fucking strong, how fucking independent you are, you need it. It, yeah. it doesn't have to be a partner. Real in like relationship wise, it can just be a friend, yeah. And if you don't know the notion of like having a real friendship and having that ride or die with that person, you're you're never gonna know how to do it with somebody else. You have to at least experience it once in your life, yeah. Maybe that person is still in your life, maybe that person isn't in your life anymore, but at least you know what it means to be right and like ride or die. And die again, it's like the metaphorical, obviously it's metaphorical, no shit, but like it's the idea of like experiencing that die that makes you learn how to ride correctly. You see, you forget yeah. that, that the sentence comes as a whole. If you don't have the dies. In what context? Okay, for example, <laughs> like you, you, okay, friendship wise, like you, you're, you're friends with somebody and you always pull strings to help them, right? Yeah. And one day when you truly need that string to be pulled from their side, they don't pull it. And you get heartbroken, you get hurt, you learn a lot. It, depending on the situation, you learn different things. But you will never learn those things if you don't go through that die. So yeah. now with that experience of that die, the next ride or die, you know exactly how to ride to avoid the die. It's like it's also if if they're not here when you need them, then that says everything. Like why would we? We've been sad. We've been sad over people not reciprocating when, from the first moment, they were actually just a fantasy in our heads. They've never been the person we thought they were. Yeah, I'll give you an analogy. Like you have a motorcycle, right? You drive a fucking motorcycle. The first time you have no helmet, you crash, you get a little bit of, like you get super close to a head injury that could have killed you, yeah. right? The second time, what are you going to fucking do? You're going to get a fucking helmet. Another one, you, you okay, now you, you know what? The first time you ride a bike, you decide to wear a helmet. You crash, the helmet is not as good. It's not, it's not useful. Like you realize yes. there are defaults, there's mistakes. You know, the, the strap's not good. The shell is not hard enough. What yeah. do you do? You go buy the same fucking hat, the same uh, helmet? <laughs> no, you go buy a new one. Not. You invest a little more money, you buy a new one. You know, you know that the next time you crash, your head's not going to fucking break into 10,000 pieces. Yeah. It's the same thing. Again, experience. you experience people, you learn them. You don't fucking get the same people with the same red flags in your life. But I think it goes back to intensity. Like, uh, me, I feel like I've met some guys that they're so intense, you feel like you could like cross the whole like oceans for them. And like, reciproquement, if you're an intense person, 
some guys will have that feeling towards you. It's like, yeah. I think it depends. Like some people, you just naturally feel like you could do anything for them. And I think that's a skill. I'm sure you can, either you have it naturally or you can learn to lean towards it. But some people, they generally have that thing where they're so convincing. They're so intense. And it's like they have thoughts almost all the time, like deep thoughts and shit like that. You feel like you could do anything for them. And, and it's so weird. That's a toxic trait, though. That's, that's a, a what? I feel like that's a toxic trait. Like oh, it embodying, is. Embody- it's a Scorpio thing. Are you a Scorpio? Of course yeah, I'm not are. a Taurus. They're oh. my nemesis. Uh, really? They are my nemesis, bro. What, what but I feel like some guys are like that. What, what, what sign are you? Just out of curiosity. Uh, really? Yeah. Why? I don't no like way. I would like, you're giving me Libra vibes. No, I think Taurus for sure. The logical of side course. is like crazy. With and a little of course, bit of is an Aquarius. Like, uh-huh. oh, please. I'm such an Aquarius. It's scary. Like, what's it's actually, terrifying. guys? Guys, have you, like, what's your, like, most awkward or anything intense that you've had, like, with a guy? It's anecdote time. Ah, uh, what do you mean by intense? Like, just first of all, you're smiling. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I'm there... trying to figure out whether I can say this or not because it involves. Of course, you can. Like, like but I don't know. <laughs> no, like you met them or someone you even like just met once or an encounter mm-hmm. or someone with which there has been a thing over time. Like, just an anecdote yeah. about a guy <clears throat> where they could like do anything for you yeah oh um (laughs) i'm trying to phrase it in a way where it's not going to be too going to give too much information about the situation no where no i was with a guy don't worry no no i was with a guy that literally told me i would cross the oceans for you and he actually did but we didn't end up together but see why? Because there was just a, a lot of shit that's that wasn't working out. We were we were going different ways, different paths. Was he toxic? Uh, the relationship itself was toxic. Like I was toxic, he was toxic. Um, again, I was young, you know, like les uh, amourettes. You know, when you like, yeah, when it's like the first person you loved. And you're like, if you could, if I, I'll go to a <laughs> Bro, we talked about toxic, the dogs jump. And then they're like, bye. No, but you know what? <clears throat> um, going back to the friend thing, because actually I just thought about it. You know, yeah. when you're never the preferred friend and you're pretty, I feel like it's almost impossible as well to have male friends because you won't rely on your personality the reason why they will come to you is because of your looks and so you can mistake that for affection but they're plotting they're scheming in their heads and that leads me to a question which is do you believe in friendship (laughs) between guys and girls yeah like platonic bitch don't lie 
Ouais. In, in the context that you're both hot. Where I was, I put, yeah, I was put in a situation where I would go out like, I don't think it's, I think it's like normal. Well, I think it's normal because living in New York, it's something that's normal. So it became my normal. No, because like in Morocco, I like didn't really. Yeah, like des fois, genre, I was like going to the posage just because, you know, like, like we need to bring hot girls, you know? and like that person like wouldn't give a fuck about like later on understood that they didn't give a fuck about me the only reason I was going to like these certain parties was because you know I mean I think I'm very good looking <laughs> I know okay. that I think I'm very good looking mm-hmm. and so I think like yeah like I don't consider that intense like when I think of intense it's more relationship wise Okay. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Intensity like... comes with craziness, bro. I've had a guy it's like, like yeah. we broke up, bro. If you know what he told me, he sent me like fucking Shakespeare paragraph about how I, I know. Was so I, know. I, I And it's to like me, now intense. you can now no 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 now you can write like Shakespeare, but before you were an alphabet. The fuck is this coming from? Yeah. Like what the fuck is it that when you feel like this relationship is over now you're putting effort that is fucking because they know what they're losing there's a I saying swear. I don't know, there's a saying in french i think where it's like tu ne comprends pas la valeur de la personne jusqu'à qu'elle se casse bon it's yeah so, it's no. uh, in english it's um uh, you don't understand but it's the same as you don't understand the, the value of the like, person until they're gone or you you don't understand like the value of something until it's missing 100% you know and but i was i was gonna say bro they go from a b c d to thy love i cannot live without you without like, bro you. they go they go What? from okay like, k b k k k k guys it's, you know what kills me it's like i had this like i when i was like dating dating a guy it, it was like gtm and uh-huh. after we broke up it was like je t'aime uh-huh. and i'm Okay, so uh-huh. you went from saying three little little alphabets. Yeah. Now you can now you can write. Now, now you can type. Now now you're okay telling me I fucking love you. Genre, where, you where know you? what? That's like the perfect transition as well. You you don't understand the value of something before you lost it. Because I want to talk about these situation where you're dating a guy, mm. and I've seen that on Twitter, TikTok. You're dating a guy for like seven years. And you guys are still dating? There's no ring? Uh, no, 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 There's no. There's no wedding? Uh, first of all, okay, uh, I don't understand girls that put up with guys seven fucking years without having a ring on their finger for me. If I'm dating you after a year, year and a half, and you didn't propose, there's a problem. There's wow, really a problem. Really? No, no, bro, no. I had a three-year yes. relationship, bro. Two, <laughs> year, two years, two years, after two years with you, and you don't propose at least on the third year, man, like, I, I'm leaving. Like, and we basically live together? No way. They, like, for bro, me, it depends. Doing wife stuff. Okay, no. doing wife stuff at girlfriend price and the guy. And because I asked my friend about it. And you know what he said? What he said, I mean, I guess we're getting lazy and comfortable. If you're giving me everything without a ring, why would I propose? Exactly. 100%. That's, that's exactly. a good one. That's a good one. That's I why think... after a year, you need to snatch that shit. <laughs> like, yeah. bro. They know what they want and they know what they don't want and they don't want you weave. <laughs> yeah, because of the efforts. 
Yeah, the yeah. effort they need to put in that will change their life, you know, that we're doing for them. But I think it depends on your situation. Like, I also don't want to get married young. I also don't want to get married that I, when I can't financially afford stuff. Like, I don't want to get married and be able to, like, split money, like, as well. Like, I, I want to get married with, a, with the idea of, like, having your own money. So, like, I want to build my own shit. Like, I can be dating someone for years. Obviously, I would want to ring and shit. But, like, it's also in terms of, like, as soon as you get married, there's so many fucking stressors that come with finances. That I Bro, you like can I get engaged. Wanna... What about? Okay, yeah, you what can about get engaged for sure. There's that's no engagement. Seven no, years. No, it doesn't have to be engagement. Can it at least be a promise ring? At yeah, least. something. Engagement is good. Ring. Engagement is good. Getting married is a different thing. Okay, okay. Is also a good okay. Let's say engaged. Bro, seven yeah, years. She's cooking. Yeah. She's cleaning. She's doing oh. wife stuff, ride or die oh, no. stuff. Bro, seven years is too long. Well, no, not even the, those fake rings that you eat, the candy. Well, no, bro, just give after, me an iPod. I'm serious. After, after fucking two years, okay, if I'm not, if I don't have a ring on my finger, I'm forgetting your ass. Yeah, after especially two years, if, I'm either married or bored. No, but especially if I'm in a position in my life where you know, I'm financially stable, mm-hmm. I have my shit together, you're financially stable, you That's- have your shit together. I mean we live together whatever and then you're not proposing don't tell me it's not the right time it is the right time it's just that you're fucking lazy man you don't you and don't want to start talking about having kids kids no <laughs> yeah this idea of having kids before like marriage for me is just something <laughs> No. So I'll pay for them basically you're asking no. me I'm, I'm having kids with no contracts are you mad fuck that no what why would you have kids with someone that can just up and leave like who's gonna be taking care of the kids later and we we both committed to this no i'm sorry and i'm I'm not the kind of person that would just leave my kids with my man you know no and i feel like men were most likely to do that i also don't want to be dealing with child support i don't want to be dealing with extra expenses that i i hadn't planned for because we planned together like no i'm sorry sir like it's, if, if you don't want to get married to me, we're going to like a, a lawyer and we're going to write up a, up a fucking contract. Like, there not, is a like contract, yeah. not a prenup. Not a prenup. A fucking contract. About, like, what do you guys think? This is like so out of subject, but what do you guys think of prenups? Is, is a prenup the thing that's supposed to say if we divorce, everyone gets their own shit still from what we had No, for example. Basically, a prenup is like a contract that's written out for a man and a woman who has like, on va dire que I make, I have like six six companies and the guy I'm like getting married to doesn't have that, like isn't on the same like level as me or whatever. It's like I'm protecting myself. So that's yeah, only valid if two people are not on the same level, right? Or no, it's not. Uh, it's, a a not, prenup? It's, Okay, listen. A prenup is basically it's a it's a it's a contract in terms yeah, of and it lists it lists when the the marriage is over, the connection point is over, when they break up, who gets what and how much, and it oh, also yeah so it protects but, your but, rights. Like he's not gonna, it, like it, it protects your rights so that even like even when it happens and he's like oh no I changed my mind that's my house 
There is no way that he can change his mind unless he goes through like court of law and going to court and having like a decision. But it's also it's also for example like in like in in the U.S. like when two people get married without a prenup and they do divorce, everybody gets fifty fifty, whether it's whether whether the man whether the man is the one paying or whether the woman is the one paying. They, it's a 50 50 yeah you, you know? see that's why that's why people do prenups because sometimes it's like you know the man can be doing this thing and he's working on this like huge project and then the woman's be working on this huge project and maybe like the man will make less or the woman will make less it's unfair to count the effort that he's working on his own on the project or her own on her yeah. project that it's his like money or his yeah but see i like i if a I guy Ownership. Honestly, if a guy, if we're on the same level, we're making about the same money per year, and you're asking me for a prenup, for me that's an, that's a straight insult to my face. For me, that's a good thing because I want to. For keep me, that's I'm. I want to keep what I'm earning. If we're on the same level, then why not? Like honestly, and even if we're we're lower level, like still a prenup. I think in terms, it protects you in every every manner of the way. Obviously, you're not. You know, and you can always getting... amend it if you're still married. It's yeah, a, yeah exactly. it's a post It's a post yeah, post up whatever and, it's called. And either way, like even if the prenup like exists, you know, like when you're in a court of law and you want to change something after the divorce and the prenup comes in, in mind, there are loopholes in contracts. That's what lawyers yeah. mind. You know, well, so who like, is it I get it that but... says no to prenup? Is it more the women or the guys? It's more the it women. depends. It depends. It depends on who's the highest earning, like uh, usually, because uh, most a of guy. the time, most of the time, like they don't want to share, you know, like the money. I think. I think we. I'm um, in most of the they, time. They don't want to like split the money. It's where situations like, I've seen. It's more the guy asking the woman. Yeah, because for, in situations of like the guy making more, more, uh, because they, more because money, they, they want to protect their money yeah. when they divorce, you know. But like, for me, it's yeah. a straight up insult. Like you're, yeah, like you we haven't even gotten married yet, and you're asking me to sign a prenup, as if like I'm gonna take your money. Like no, bro, it's called prenup. When do you want him to ask you? No, yeah. I don't care. Prenuptials. Like, to me, like every like we're getting married in everything we're doing like i don't i want to join account i don't want to have my like separate accounts you know like we're sharing we're sharing our life together in every way possible if i'm spending his money on the joint account i don't have any problem but i'm not putting my money on a joint account yeah that's the thing it's like you see what i mean like in terms of like that like a prenup is for you to protect your own money like in oh i would i wouldn't I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be offended when someone like before they get married tells me like I want to I want a prenup. I'd be like okay, like it's cool. At but least like, they know their just, shit. Yeah, just remember that like if if you expect me to be a housewife fully and have a prenup, I'm that's getting a no. House. Yeah, no, that's a that's a fucking no because I'm not earning any money. At mm. the end of the day, I'm the one in the house all the time. And when it comes to divorce, I had no time to work or create anything. And this yeah. whole time you're working and you're like providing for both of us. I'm giving you my advice. I'm giving you my help. Three like days. all of this shit. I'm taking care of your house and take care of the kids. I'm doing all of this stuff and I'm not getting anything at the end. If we're both working and there's somebody that takes care of the house and the children, 
then okay, I understand because then whatever effort that I'm putting in in my work and my like personal life, I feel like I need to have 100% ownership of. But if I'm giving you my life in, in exchange for like kids, a family, and in exchange for my job, then fuck the prenup. Fuck the prenup because bitch, we're 50-50 in this. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have this ecosystem running. You know? Yeah, I, I, I get what you're coming from. We am and 100% agree with you. But for me, it's 100% an insult. Like you can't start our marriage or really like, um, like with me signing a contract. Like I don't, like it's like you're not putting trust in me telling me, oh, we're going to get divorced. You know what ladies, I mean? Ladies, 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 wait. My point of view is that if I'm not working, but he asked for a prenup, I'm putting a clause where I earn a certain amount of money for each kids that I bring to this world because I yeah. am ruining my body which in this world is a currency for women. You will pay for that. If I can't yeah. work myself and create value and create money that then I can like spend or save or whatever, my, the, the value that I create is children. If we follow that logic, therefore yeah. you will pay for that because I'm putting my life at risk for each children that I bring to this world because people forget that there's people out there that are still die giving birth. So mm -hmm. I'm dying. I'm not dying in vain. Let's say you put a clause like for each children that I bring into this world, you put. Let's say your husband is loaded. You put like fifty to hundred k in a separate bank account. That's like I brought children to this world, so that if I die giving like birth, I want this money to go like to my family or something. Mm -hmm. Because during your lifetime, you help your family financially, or at least that's a goal of mine. Mm. I would. I don't want to die in vain. Bringing your your heir to this world, and you think I'm not getting anything? So I'm up. <laughs> and I, I was reading about this case about the design of a housewife and how a housewife's like a role is actually so large in society, as in like the idea of being able to design a process of cooking, design the food, to design being like a feeder to design the house itself as in, in terms of cleaning. So what is, what, what is clean, what isn't? The design of actually the furniture. So placing the furniture in ways that it works for everybody. And then just like stuff like that, like the, the idea of how complex it is to be a housewife. I understand your clauses. I feel like if I'm given a prenup and I'm a housewife, then fuck yes, in that prenup is gonna be a cost of what a housewife is and it's gonna be calculated to the T. And what I mean by to the T, I mean like how much time I've spent during the week, you know, I'm going to fucking count it like a, like a work week, you know, every yeah. week is going to be a work <laughs> week. And then the, yeah, you have to do that, you know, basically. 100%. Yeah. I just think it's also like, for me, it's not more of like the housewife thing, but more of like this trust factor and mm -hmm. more of like, you're not trusting me with your money, you're trusting that we're getting divorced and we haven't even started like we haven't even gotten married yeah you know it ties up it ties up everything that we said before we said the 50 50 we said the ride or die we said the being independent and being girl bosses or whatever it's all about trust trust yourself to make the right choices when you find a potential and trust and they need to trust you 
into like being the best version of yourself and knowing how to knowing you're about your business you're about your shit and that you will always prioritize yourself so I think that ties up everything I know that Noor has to go because apparently she has a way more exciting life than us <laughs> in, in <laughs> Kaza honestly I, I swear guys I can't wait to get back to New York like literally really no first coming and then you're gonna get back to New York I don't miss the dating in New York because dating in New York is so bad and we can talk about this another day because oh. I have I have these stories guys and we we'll am can tell that. you episode number no no is gonna come back on episode four if you guys comment and say we love no or something like this she's definitely yeah. coming back <laughs> choice to the people and episode four can be like just an episode of anecdotes we can even prepare yeah. them beforehand. it's gonna be juicy it's gonna be pg 18 And yeah, we can it, talk about the dating and or you can talk about exactly, your dating. Exactly, and if you don't want your ears to bleed, then don't even try us. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the episode three. And bye, bye, babe. Bye, guys.